0: Hey everybody, welcome in. Another edition of The Wrap. Tom Mazzaway, Clarence Black from our studios in Farmington and RM Streamcast. Thank you to, of course, the Jim Reel. We're here at the Jim Reel friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. We're still coming to you live. And uh, a little bit later in the day, three o'clock Eastern time right now. We've got back to back to back shows for you. We're going all the way, an hour and a half today. First guest gonna be Christine Brennan, USA Today's uh, their top guy, their top lady. She's and awesome. She's awesome. She's been everywhere. She's best-selling author. She's on CNN. And then after that, we'll do a little football about 4.30 and change with Ian Rapaport. The rap, ap, rap sheet comes on with us. And then Herman Moore, our good old buddy, will join us in the 4 o'clock hour as well. So make sure you give us a holler, 844-999-9249. Tom Asaway alongside Clarence Black. I just saw you pull in with your Ram truck. Yeah. Looking, looking all good there, all yeah. blacked out and everything. You Can't wash
1: it anywhere. You
0: can't wash it. You can't. That, you don't think that's still open? I've no, seen man, car washes. No, listen, still open.
1: we. Uh, so, I know my car wash of choice, where I have a certain package. Ah, the package for which I am allowed unlimited. Oh, you washes. bought into that, huh? Uh yeah, it shut down, man. They you, shut it down. Well you're gonna
0: freeze that, right? You don't have to keep paying for that, do yeah, you? Yeah,
1: no, they send out an email. It's like, man, every day I'm getting an email about freezing some shit. I know. You know what I'm saying? It's just talking- crazy, man. This is I'm like you you made a point when I pulled up, man. You were like, doesn't it feel like we've been dealing with this for for
0: so long fifty years? Honestly, man. I just wanna see my friends. I just wanna hug my family. I just wanna you know, I'm a hugger, man. You know that.
1: Bro, two thousand twenty has been like it's just like Michael Corleone at the end of God for like getting everybody I know 2020 has like a pissed off like mother nature like 12 month old like you mm. can burp you can burp it mm. bathe it feed it it is just not it is not cooperating
0: mother nature's not uh friends of ours right now not fans of ours and you know we've we've wronged her in the past and I guess she's getting back at us right now uh, but
1: dude i saw calvin johnson was trending scared to scared the holy hell out of me
0: really because you thought he had oh god yeah yeah
1: scared the holy hell out of me turned like, out
0: turned out this to be he was oh, a com- yeah, big compared just, to somebody? somebody you're
1: talking about him and dk metcalf yeah. Yeah, it was on twitter oh, but dk I mean, I metcalf's
0: like, a stud by the bro, way when
1: you're twin when you're trending in 2020 man that's just bad especially
0: Jews. at this time well oh. this lady always trends because she's a, a great read you see her everywhere. i honored to have her on the show. Christine Brennan joins us from USA Today. Of course, best-selling author, CNN. We can go on and on. Christine, uh, welcome in. It's Tom Mazzaway and Clarence Black. How are you?
2: Hey, hey guys! I am great.
1: How are you doing? We're hanging, Christine. Good,
0: We're nervous. You know, I'm getting—I'm really starting to get yeah. nervous because it's starting to hit home. See,
1: now that's how much of a legend she is. I went right to ma'am.
0: Yes, I know. I've been calling her Miss Brennan. I, I always right, call her Miss I Brennan. I went
1: right to—that's what you do with <laughs> legends. That is the respect.
0: Oh, level you right guys,
2: here. you can just—you call me Christine or Chris. You know, uh. I'm from
0: Toledo, so not a girl. Hey, where are you hanging yeah, these so days? Where, where's home these days, Christine?
2: Well, DC. Although I still own our family home in the suburbs of Toledo, Ottawa Hill, beautiful okay. suburb, uh, right outside of Toledo. And uh, after our folks passed away, I, I uh, my siblings and I own the house, and I said, yeah. I'll, 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 take it. So I, it's all. mine now, and uh, bought them out. And uh, it's uh, ha- very happy to have uh, that that foothold in the Great Lakes states in Toledo. Um, and I'm back. You know, I, it depends. Um, sometimes a lot uh, during the year. Sometimes you know, four or five times. Holidays, etc. So, I um, uh, love Toledo, and of course, grew up loving the De- Detroit teams in Michigan, and uh, going to Ann Arbor for uh, season. We had season tickets for years at Michigan football. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, you know, this is uh, this is my hood, but I'm in Washington, D.C. now. Uh, based in D.C.
1: Christine, I got to ask you. You're you're a legend in the journalism world, and especially in, in our business, and, and in so many facets. As you look at your career. Where does the madness of COVID-19 rank for you in terms of things you have had to cover and or experience personally?
2: Right. Well, certainly, I think this is the biggest uh, event of our lives. Um, 9-11, of course, is huge. You know, who wants to rank (laughs) these things? But I think because of the magnitude of this uh, worldwide, uh, we, we don't know exactly what's next where yes we didn't know what was next nine eleven but it was people and you could kind of you know it was terrorists I mean there was some some knowledge of that here we have there's so much unknown right and it's just so widespread and you know who's gonna help out it's not like everyone can race to New York to help nine eleven and ground zero you can't leave because you've got to deal with your state and your city because it's everywhere and your country so so I think this is just overwhelming, and and even just uh, Monday, I was able to break the news um, of the postponement of the Olympics. Yep. I talked to Dick Pound, the Richard Pound, the IOC, longtime IOC member, uh, uh, the longest-serving member of the International Olympic Committee from Montreal. I got him on the phone. I've known him for years, covered the Olympics for years, and uh, he told me that it was um, had been decided that postponement uh, was going to happen. And so I broke that news, and it's probably the biggest scoop I've. Yeah, and I mean I've had I've been lucky to have some big ones in my career, but that's right up there because that was worldwide. That just exploded Absolutely. around the world been... when I was able to uh, to get that story. So, uh, and then the, it was yesterday. Following up, the International Olympic Committee did, of course they they were postponed, which of course confirmed what I reported uh, the day before on the record from Dick Pound. So uh, that was a pretty big deal. Uh, but as a journalist, it's so important, you know. You know, you're uh, this is. Uh, I've never felt journalism is more mm-hmm, than it is right now in our country over the last few years. Um, truth and facts matter. There is no such thing as fake news. That is ridiculous. I, I have no idea how we've down this path. It's appalling to me. Um, and I grew up as uh, as uh, the daughter of Mister Republican in the yep. state of Ohio. Uh, my father, Jim Brennan, was George Bush uh, George H. W. Bush's vice chair. Uh, in his presidential campaign, successful campaign in '88 in Ohio, and. Uh, so anyway, um you know that's my background it's not yeah. it's not to be political in the sense, but just to show that i'm I am certainly grew up in a republican household and um but this is something entirely different this war on journalism and so I'm so proud to be a journalist and even at times like this, where the stories are so tough and the sadness for these athletes and the, the so many people in Tokyo, and of course, the sadness of even overriding my feelings. And the tragic deaths due to um, the coronavirus, and the continuing misery and concern for so many. Um, but journalism's never been more important, and I'm very, very proud. To, uh, to be a journalist all these
0: years later. <laughs> you know what? It's uh, Christine Brennan joining us, USA Today. Of course, CNN, ABC, we can go on and on. Best-selling author, and she did break the story on the Olympic Games, from Tokyo being postponed for a year. Uh, obviously the first time it's ever happened, besides it being canceled by a war. And I was talking to Clarence as he was walking in. We haven't had uh, a virus like this or anything like this. It's been 100 years since World War I that anything like that. that this has happened. This is not some little... A flu bug here. This is something that we really have to look at, and it, people got to take it seriously. And I know what our president did the other day, and he basically de-pants a, a, a reporter on national TV. And, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's it's very disappointing.
2: Well, and that reporter was Peter Alexander, a fellow Northwestern McGill School of Journalism graduate, and one of the classiest the most wonderful journalists out there. Yep, And, uh, you know, in the midst of this, why there are petty fights uh, going on from one side, while the reporter's asking a question, I do not understand. I, I texted with Peter and said, I am so proud of you. And uh, he just did his job, and what is what is wrong? I, I, I can't even fathom. I mean, I was you know, we can keep the sports if we want, but I'm an American, first and foremost, a proud U.S. citizen. And as I said, I do not understand what's emanating uh, from the White House many, many times, uh, including that time, because we've got serious issues answer the questions, uh, and as I said, I've, I've been appalled many times, <laughs> and yeah. I grew up as a Republican. Get in line. But uh, but these are important issues. As I said, uh, journalism matters, and the questions matter. The US Press Corps, many of them are dear friends of mine, and I respect and, and think the history books will judge them very, very, very. How many varies can I say, guys? A lot. A lot. Very well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Christine, so a friend of mine who's an economist was was kind of explaining this to me, that because we were just talking about the difference between – a postponement and a cancellation. And one of the things he told to me and he was explaining was that a lot of times what, what countries will do is they, they build for an Olympics on debt. And so he said, what happens if, if you don't like the minute you say you're canceling the Olympics, what happens is all of those financiers who financed venues and, and finance much of the Olympic construction, what they have the right to do is call that debt immediately. And by not having the Olympics and having, you know, tourism and, and, and having that as an economic driver, you could have an automatic call of billions of dollars of, of currency, of debt. Whereas with the postponement, all of a sudden now that doesn't happen. Have you, were you able to get that or did you hear any of that from from Dick Pound Um, regarding just the importance of not saying the word cancellation as it pertains to just what it could do for the economy from a debt standpoint for some of these for, especially for, well,
2: you're absolutely right that there are incredible economic consequences. But in this case, this is just purely uh, the decision based on, on what they want to do with the Olympics. Um, As you know, the Olympics have been canceled only for world war, world war, world war one, world war two. The, uh, 1916 Summer Games, and then the 1940 and 44 Winter and Summer Games. So five different Olympics, uh, two winter three summer. And there have been boycotts, 1976, 80, and 84. Uh, And Those are political boycotts. Those games went on. And there was no way on earth the Olympic Committee, the International Olympic Committee, guys, was going to cancel these Olympics. Um, In fact, interestingly, the president of the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Bach from Germany, uh, is the only Olympic gold medalist to be president, to ever become president of the International Olympic Committee. Wow, he won wow. the gold in fencing in 1976 okay. in Montreal, and then he was coming back for 1980 and the Olympics. And he was then a victim of the boycott, yep. uh, U.S.-led uh, boycott, Jimmy Carter, and uh, U.S. and many other nations over the Soviets being in Afghanistan. Those games were in and Moscow, so what the U.S. thought was right and... Um, many people agreed I actually thought it was the right I was in college but I thought it was the right decision was to boycott uh, Moscow's Olympics Uh, and so but of course it it hurt the athletes immeasurably of course and it's still remembered to this day and so bottom line is that Thomas Bach was caught in that as an athlete and so there is no way on earth as he said throughout this whole process and it has been a few weeks of kind of uncertainty and agony for the athletes trying to figure out where to swim and where to train in the midst of Social distancing and, and sheltering at home, and they were, they wanted to be good citizens and they didn't want to break the rules. But they were told to keep training, and it was just a mess. Uh, but nothing was ever on the table about cancellation, and that comes from the top down uh, because of his experience. No way was he going to put these athletes through a cancellation. He wanted a postponement. Makes perfect sense. The financial aspect. There's going to be a lot of financial fallout, as we know, on that there already is. Uh, around the country and the world and yes there's going to be a lot of uh, decisions made but sponsorships uh for the 2020 olympics these will still be called the 2020 olympics mm-hmm. in 2021 yeah. and so this uh, the ioc has said the sponsors are still the sponsors uh, which means they're probably going to still be uh paying and uh, i think everyone's going to pitch in in a way we've never seen before and contracts may not even be that much because Again, what, think of all the, the infrastructure in Japan that has to now be altered—Olympic um, Village, uh, hotels, tickets, everything. Uh, we'll see how it plays out, but I think there's going to have to be a lot of cooperation, including on these on these big ticket items.
1: Absolutely. Christine well
0: Brennan said. joins us, USA Today columnist. We're talking about the postponement of the 2020 games in Tokyo. They'll play them uh, next year, God willing. Everything goes well. There's some athletes that obviously have some decisions to make. Carly Lloyd for U.S. Women's Soccer, for one. Ryan Lochte for U.S. Men's Swimming. Uh, uh, Katie Ledecky in Women's Swimming. These these guys, these athletes are ready to go now. They're percolating to go now. And now they have to completely, you know, redo their, their schedule. They have to continue to train. They have to continue to pour money out to train. How, how does this affect these athletes, Christine? has a different effect on
2: some versus others. Um, you mentioned um, uh, someone like Katie Ledecky. Yeah. Uh, she'll be fine next right. year. She's so dominant. Uh, just turned 23 years old, uh, the, the most decorated female swimmer on Earth in history. Yep. And I actually I talked to her yesterday and have a column that's online. People can find it at C. Brennan Sports and on Twitter and Facebook and just Google Katie Ledecky and USA Today or my name and you'll find it. And uh, fascinating. She actually was... Is, even though she's from the DC area, she was training in Palo Alto, where she um, is affiliated with Stanford University. Still takes classes, and right. even though she's not, um, she's mostly taking wait, a year hold on. off to hey, train for the Olympics.
1: Christine, she's she's like brilliant. She's still take what is she working on a doctorate? Uh, well,
2: not yet. She's undergrad, <laughs> but yeah, she is brilliant. Um, yeah, there's certainly other swimmers and other athletes that are doing that. Yes, yeah, while they continue to train. And Katie's got some major deals, so she is a, a millionaire several times over. Ooh. She's in great shape financially and deservedly so. Like Michael Phelps, Simone Biles, mm-hmm. some of these athletes that have endorsements and big contracts, and they, they deserve them, of course. Mm-hmm. But Katie, last week, they, a couple times, uh, they they couldn't swim anywhere. She and her uh, training mate and her coach, um, the Stanford pool was closed, then Cal Berkeley went there, that closed up to them. And they were actually swimming in some backyard pools. I'm not that, making this that's
3: up. Unreal. Katie
2: Ledecky, swimming in people's backyard pools. <laughs> oh, I man. mean, they knew. Yeah. And that's why this was untenable. we're trying to do this, as Katie said. And again, her quotes are magnificent. What a wonderful person she is. So appreciative first responders and Dr. Fauci and talking about we need to step back as athletes now. But they were looking for guidance from the International Olympic Committee, and it wasn't coming. They were IOC, Thomas Bach said, keep going, keep going. And that was just not the right answer. For athletes who are being told to shelter in place, but then you got to train all day. What are you doing here? They didn't want to infect other people. They didn't want to harm themselves, harm their families. They didn't want to break the rules, but then they had to break the rules to, to keep training. It was a mess. And I think, um, but I think you know, a lot of these athletes will see whether it was 2020 or 2021. There will be some older athletes uh, who maybe decide either 2020 was it, so they'll stop, or they'll keep going and try to make it in swimming or track and field. What have you? Those are the two big um, sports where there's competition to actually make you know in terms of not a team thing like gymnastics, but a actual um, uh, meet to with times being the decider. If you you know if you win, you win; in second place, or, or, or if you don't, you you know stay home. And um, I think we'll see some of those athletes try, but because of that nine months or twelve months difference, they may be just a little bit too old. Elite athletes, just a you know yep. a centimeter one way or the other can millimeter can be the difference. And you'll have these young kids, maybe 17 years old. They'll be 18, and that extra year could have them be on top Ready. of their game yep. right at the right time, peaking for 2021.
0: Where do you see Orion Lochte fitting in in all of this? I know he went through a lot of trouble in the last Olympics and he's trying to make a comeback, trying to redo his 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 uh, you know his whole persona. He's 37 years old, he's going to be. Where do you see yeah, him? He, um,
2: yeah, this isn't good news for him. No. I'm not saying he won't make it. But every day that goes by that's longer, elongates the process is not good for a guy. I believe he was born in 84, right? So I think, uh, right. you know, he's 36 or will be. And so, um, yeah, this is not good news for anyone like him who would much have preferred, obviously, before the coronavirus and before this outbreak and the pandemic and all the concerns and, and correct concerns. Again, that's think tales in comparison. Um, but... This does not help Brian Lochte at all. But you never know. He's a he's a survivor, and yeah. and he's one of the greatest swimmers in U.S. history. So we'll see how he can do it with another year after what he thought he was peaking for.
0: Hey, I want to ask you about these uh, these Olympics that have passed us by. Let's go to the uh, Rio de Janeiro and all of these vacant buildings now and all these arenas. And you watch, you know, uh, Brian Gumble on Real Sports, and they do a phenomenal job uh, on that program. And you go back and you look. They built all these things. They they put all their money, in, and now they're just rotting away corpses of buildings that were spent, you know, millions and billions of dollars on. That's the downside of that. That people just forget about.
2: Well, exactly. In fact, Tokyo. One of the sad things about this story, among many, many, many sad things, is Tokyo was aware of the white elephant. Yep. So just it was built for a few weeks, and then they just did and. 2004, oh, you know, that's an issue. But, I mean, I, many of them have this problem. And so Tokyo was not have the problem, guys. Uh, they had 10 uh, arenas, venues that are disposable. In other words, they would be um, there just for the games and then they'd move somewhere else or be um, uh, taken down. Uh-huh. And, uh, and very much environment friendly, environmentally friendly, and very smart. So what happens with those? I mean, can they have them up? Where do they store them?
0: Right.
3: This, this is a mess.
2: And so, ironically enough, Tokyo to here, and also just the cost, even though they're over, well, over $12 billion uh, of, cost, of cost for the games, and, and it's going up and up. Um, before all
3: this,
2: there's the irony. So they were hoping, but yes, there, there's a call throughout the International Olympic World for all these cities so to Beijing will host the 2022 Winter Olympics. We'll go back-to-back with those. And, uh, two years later, will be uh, Paris 2024. Milan, Italy, 2026. And then L.A. will host the Summer Games in 2028. Los Angeles. Houston, wow. Olympic City. And, uh, uh, yes, everything. Is, 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 the premium is really being placed on being smart about these things economically, environmentally, and not having these white elephants that we see sit there and and, um, uh, have weeds and, and are so decrepit and, and decaying and are such an eyesore and, of course, such a, a drain on these countries that need to spend money on education and other and so many other things and not just build all these stadiums. I mean, the worst was Vladimir Putin, uh, by far, $51 billion oh. price tag on the Sochi Olympics. He just created it out of nothing. Five minutes. Think of the people in Russia, what they could be doing with that money,
3: Wow.
2: Uh, the needs of the people of Russia, and it was just Vladimir Putin's... Uh, Vanity Project, yeah. It was, and, of course, meanwhile, the cheating was extraordinary.
3: Unbelievable.
2: As we've all found out from the Sochi Olympics. So just the horrors upon horrors of Putin and what he does and how awful he is, and uh, including exactly what you're talking about, just, just uh, making money. these decisions that are all about him and not about the, the millions of country people who could have really uh, used so much more than what he threw into that, again, for white elephants, for, for venues that will never be used again.
0: Christine, uh, we want to thank you so much for joining us. I know you're busy, and we really appreciate it. Hope we could uh, talk again another time.
2: I look forward to it, guys. Uh, thank you. And when, when uh, baseball season starts, good luck to the Tigers. Thank and, you. Uh, uh, and uh, Tom Clarence, again, thanks so much for having me. Really oh, thank you, man. Thank
0: you so much, Christine. Best of luck to you. Christine Brennan, USA Today. You could check her out at christinebrennan.com. Or uh, on on Twitter, she's a great follow, ChristineBrennan.com. Excuse me, on Twitter, she is at C Brennan Sports. So always a great follow, uh, great stuff to hear from her. I wish we would have had a better connection. We would have kept her a little bit longer. But, you know, we got a couple minutes, Clarence, and we've been talking about this a long time before they even canceled it. You and I, and you yeah. especially, have said, why are they wasting time? They're wasting these athletes' time. They wa- they're they going to cancel it. There's no possible way to play this. And you hit it on the head, man.
1: Yeah, man, i, I- you just – you saw it coming because you do have to train. And the minute I saw how difficult it was, you know, and, and her, again, her name escapes me, Z Wang or whatever. It's the UFC – she's a UFC champion. She couldn't get out of her own country to come here for a fight. They had to right. smuggle her out to get her here for a fight. I think that's when I realized, like, man, this thing, it, it's just not happening. And I understood the reason why they wanted to because of just the sheer dollars Money. that is. I mean – Oh, you heard her. yes. And I get everybody's point of view, man. If I have put if you have borrowed billions of dollars to put this on or to build venues or you you don't you don't wanna have to you can't you can't pay it back. You were depending on you were you're depending on millions of people to be to watch it, to go to all these different things, man. And without that, you can't hit that nut. Like you can't pay it. You know what I'm saying? This is like old school mob stuff. Like, yeah. hey,
0: we're gonna come and knock on your hey, door, we're man. We're not on the door. You we gave pay. you the money. Yeah, you gotta give it back. Money. You gotta pay. Uncle Louis like, says, you know,
1: he he needs his money. He's going to Tuscany. Remember Goodfellas? F you pay me, <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about, man. And so it it doing a doing a postponement versus a cancellation allows you to throw back that debt. You don't have to call that debt because right. you're still gonna have it. You know, maybe you'll pay some points on it. Maybe you know yeah. you'll 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 take some hit. Everybody's gonna take a hit, of course. But two-minute warning. There was just there was no way this was happening. And listen, it's just it. It was no way. Just in our
0: everyday lives. Let's just say, let's just show our our everyday lives. Now places are closing, man. Uh, There's probably gonna be a time, and I hope it's not when they just close restaurants for takeout. Even I, I I could see that coming, and it's unfortunate. But there's gonna be people that can't pay their bills. You're talking. You're talking about I'm as blue collar as, as you're gonna get. I live almost paycheck to paycheck. I have three kids at home. We saved up for their college. My wife and I did not save for our future, not as much as we should have. Maybe we didn't make uh, the investments that we should have. And here we are, just a, a regular average Joe. And it, and it could come a time where, hey, I can't pay for my house right now. And it's scary. But you know what? They're gonna have, We have to work together somehow. The banks, whoever, they got to work together. Look, if I can't pay you now, Maybe add a few months on to my mortgage at the end of the year, at the end of the term, yeah. whatever, man. I'm at your mercy right now. Well, there's all, people that like there's people, say, man. Remember, Like
1: we said, man, all your service industry people, people that we know in this industry, people in this industry that your camera people, your producers. There's nothing to produce. There's right. not. There's no production.
0: The waiters, the bartenders that all live of them. on gratuities. All of them. I mean, you could pay them unemployment, but that's that's nothing.
1: Yes, man. Our truck guys, camera guys, guys that we know, guys we love, guys that man, I, I send us emails, man, I dude, I, I work anywhere, yeah. throwing me resumes, like I just need to work. I don't care where I work, I just need to work.
0: Hey, we're gonna pick that up a little bit. We're here to entertain as well. Coming up on the next edition of the Wrap in just a couple of minutes, Ian Rappaport from NFL Network. Who do you? Who else do you want to go to? You go to Adam Schefter. You go to Ian Rappaport? We're talking NFL coming up right here on The Wrap with Maz and Black on NRM Streamcast. Stay right here.